Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Sarah Bird, who's with Habitat for Humanities of Middlesex County. Sarah, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Pete. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you again. It's nice. been a while. Yeah, it has. Nice to see <laughs> you as well. It's been a while. So, Sarah, what's been going on with Habitat, especially with the COVID and what's been going on recently? So uh, our biggest news is that we are building a house in Westbrook. Oh um, yeah, that's right. And not only are we just saying it, we're actually doing it. Really? Yes. Oh, um, so we broke ground um, during COVID. Well, during the beginnings of the pandemic, we started um, building back in like the middle of April. Okay. So currently the foundation is in. Um, the our, my construction staff is getting the job site to the point where we can actually have volunteers out on it oh, nice. yeah so we are excited so july 8th we will be opening it up to volunteers we'll be limiting it to 10 based off of well the governor says you could have 25 people outside right um, 25 volunteers on a job site is a lot of volunteers. Uh, yeah. But we actually get, so we say 10, we'll actually be able to do 10. So we're okay. thrilled that cool. um, that will be able to happen along with our construction staff. So that's our biggest news that we are actually building in Westbrook. It's happening. Now, the most other most important yeah. question is in Westbrook, where? It is on Hammock Road. Um, okay. It's one, I believe it's 121 Hammock Road. Okay. I should know that number. And <laughs> I thought about that as we sat down. Ah, that's okay. okay. So it's North Hammock Road. It, you know, you um, take the first right after Bill's Seafood. It's about a half a mile down. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, a great little piece of property. It's flat. We love flat land. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much easier to build on. Absolutely. Um, we had a huge community kickoff um, back in January. We we estimate over 200 people came from the community. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. Like Very everyone cool. seems so excited that we're here, wanting to volunteer. Uh, a week later, we had our application meeting. Um, we received five applications. We are currently still vetting um, two of those applications. Okay. Unfortunately, we had to pause the last parts of the vetting process because that becomes in person and yeah you're not doing that yeah we, yeah. No, we can't <laughs> i mean you and i this is the first time you're doing it in i person, know i know so, it is um we're hoping to have that back up and running here very shortly right. um so yeah we are thrilled to be here to finally be building in westbrook and to be bringing affordable housing home ownership um, another opportunity in westbrook now tell us a little bit about the project, how it got started, and what basically it entails. So uh, three years ago now, we had a supporter come to us and let us know that her father um, was a trustee for a, um, a foundation okay. that um, it's the B. Breck and Sturgis Redfield Foundation, mm -hmm. and it is specifically for Westbrook and Clinton. So she came to one of our board members and said, we'd really love for you guys to apply for a grant. We applied for the grant, um, not knowing what was gonna come of it, and then um, very quickly afterwards, she came back and said that we were granted $200,000 to build homes in Westbrook, oh, cool. which is fantastic because we've never had an opportunity to build on the shoreline. No, um, there's such a great need. I know you and I have spoken extensively about Alice and yep. the Alice population in Westbrook. Um, so 
Um, once that happened, we actively started looking for property, reached out to property owners, um, you know, did all sorts of um, on the ground work to identify property and it took quite a while. It's property in Westbrook is expensive and we right. couldn't find anything that really fit our needs. Um, and then in 2018, we had a, another long-term donor come to us and say how they, her foundation feels strongly about the need for affordable home ownership in Westbrook and okay. she wanted to buy property for us. So we went back to the drawing board, um, finally found a piece that suited us and purchased it. Um, so from there, it just took a little while to get everything up and running, and now here we are. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so to do it, we use volunteers. Um, we also use, so we contract out for things like the site work, which is what's going on right now. Yep. Plumbing, electrical, HVAC. Outside of that, it's most of the work is done by volunteers. Cool. Yeah. Now, how long is the process going to take start to finish? Um, typically, it takes about eight to ten months, okay. um, and so and I'm going off of the last two houses we built, which were in Portland, and they were th essentially they ended up being three stories oh, because wow. it was a walkout basement. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, this house is one story. It's um, being built on a um, slab foundation instead mm -hmm. of having a basement. Sure. Um, so we think that that is going to cut down the amount of time. So I would say more like six to eight months it should take. Our our original hope was that we would have a family in by Christmas. Yep. I'm not sure that's gonna happen because of the current situation right. we find ourselves in. Absolutely. So I would say um, by early in the next year, we should have a family in there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now let, let, let's talk about the current situation that we're currently undergoing and how the Habitat for Humanities you, how you guys have been affected? Um, in terms of? In terms of the store, in terms of? Okay. So, um, well, I think I would also be remiss if we're talking about the current situation, mm -hmm. how, um, you know, when our governor says, stay home, stay safe, yep. so many of us have a home to stay safe in. And right. I think um, Habitat, you know, certainly Middlesex Habitat, along with um, all of our other Habitat affiliates mm -hmm. throughout the country, um, the, the stay home, stay safe has never been more meaningful and impactful because there are so many people that don't have a safe, decent, affordable home oh, absolutely. to stay safe in. Absolutely. Um, so I think that Although we are not an essential, you know, frontline nonprofit, right. um, the work that we do do seems much more important now than it did, say, March 15th. Mm -hmm. um, so outside of, you know, the pandemic really tr truly showing us the dire need for affordable housing, um, Middlesex Habitat did, so our store was closed for 11 weeks. We just reopened it last uh Wednesday, June 3rd. Okay. Um, so that is, I mean, a pretty large impact to our budget to have our store as our number one fundraiser. Yeah. Um, we had to cancel a event that we had planned for this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think as a whole, our affiliate has um, has felt the impact, the economic impact that most other nonprofits and small businesses have felt. Right. 
Yeah. Tackling. So I think, you know, we are definitely going to, um, you know, be going into hopefully a recovery period right. after having gone through the impact. Our hope is, is that the store, um, you know, the store did phenomenal last mm -hmm. week. Um, you know, we were very nervous because we thought, oh, are people going to want to come back? And, yeah. um, you know, we, you, you never know. I mean, no. I was having a conversation with someone today and and we were talking about being next to people and how like psychologically, I think this pandemic is, we're gonna be all afraid to go, you know, when we can go closer exactly. than six feet, it's gonna be hard to go closer to six feet. It is. Um, but it went well. And it, it did. Good. It did and Good. we um, were here today, the right. store opened, it did really well and hopefully it stays that way and we do go into a recovery period. Absolutely, now tell us a little bit about the store, what types of items and all that other good stuff. So our store is, um, I like to fondly say that if Lowe's and Pier One got together and had a baby, it would be a, a Habitat Restore. There you go. So we have a cross between building materials and furniture. All right. So you can find kind of a little bit of anything. You can go in there and find tile. We have um, a, a paint line called Recolor that we, we, resale, we resell it. Okay. Um, furniture, windows, doors, air conditioners. I know that's been a big hot item right now. Mm -hmm. um, desks, uh, I went in there today to see to see what was left because they had such a great weekend. And I, I think they sold almost all of the desks in the office area. So all sorts of things. Um, what you wouldn't find would be like home goods, like stuff you'd find at TJ Maxx. Now, where exactly is the store located? It's located in Cromwell. It's 34 Sean Pike Road. Um, if you are, if you're familiar with Cromwell, it's um, where the old Joanne Fabrics used to be. Oh, okay. Yep. So, and we actually just um, we used the time we were closed to expand our store. Yeah. So we just took on another. Uh, about 3,000 square feet. Oh, so, wow. yeah, the store is newly expanded. It looks absolutely beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, what are hours of operation of the store? So, um, some things have changed. Yeah. Um, our store is now open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 4. A donation drops, drop offs are only being taken in the rear of the building from, uh -huh. um, again, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 2. Everything we're trying to be as contactless as possible. Mm -hmm. So we're asking people to bring their own muscle if they're gonna be buying big big yep. items so they can carry them out themselves. Absolutely. Um, we're also asking that they, when they bring a donation, they're just dropping it off. We have a tent and a table set up out back. Um, if they can't, we ask that you know, everyone has a mask on. Right. Um, and that we try to social distance as much as possible. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit about Sarah and actually how long you've been with Habitat. So I have been with Habitat. I started in September of 2013. I wow. started as the restore manager, actually. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, I, so I have a, I have a very, um, I have an affinity towards the restore <laughs> because I spent my first year there. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So I was in the restore for a year, and then our executive director, our long-term executive director, who had had a 50-plus year um, career in nonprofit, retired. Okay. And I became the interim executive director 
in two, uh, September of 2014, and right. then in February of 2015, I became the permanent executive director. So yep. I've been there for six years, executive yep. director for five. Nice, you yeah, like it? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think um, so. I personally have had uh, access to affordable housing um, twice in my life. Okay. safeties and affordable housing so I know full well the um, what affordable do housing does how it impacts somebody's life how safe housing impacts somebody's life mm -hmm. so when I'm talking about it I'm not just talking about it from someone who can have empathy towards people who need it I'm talking about it from a position of someone who has benefited from it right. so I think that having that um, impacts the work that I personally do and impacts, um, you know, how the mission, like how it comes in and how it comes out mm. from me. That's so. one thing we didn't talk about. What is the mission of Habitat for Humanity? The mission of Habitat for Humanity is to ensure that all people have access to safety and affordable housing in Middlesex County, Good. but it is throughout the world. Um, Habitat works on a national and international level. Okay. You know, so housing obviously looks different, um, very different from, right. you know, in Westbrook, Connecticut to, say, a place in Peru. Right. But the need for housing is everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, so for the site that you guys are doing in Westbrook, how is that going to... You're basically going to make sure people are spaced out six feet from each other when they're working and... So when the volunteers do come on site, yep. um, like I said, we will limit it to 10 people per site. Right. They will have to practice social distancing. They'll be wearing masks. Um, our, in the past, things like work gloves have been optional. Right. Work gloves will not, it'll no longer be an option. It'll be mandatory? It'll be mandatory, um, specifically because there are some things on the work site that will uh, it'll be hard to not share them. Right. So to ensure that there's kind of no, um, you know, no cross contamination, mm -hmm. no right. hand exactly. touching. Um, we're going to ensure that people are wearing masks. Um, we'll have plastic eyewear available if people choose to wear it. Mm -hmm. um, the same thing in the restore. All those uh, minus the gloves. People in the re our volunteers in the restore don't have to wear gloves. Nope. Um, and then we'll be also looking at things like when they have their coffee breaks. So, I mean, things that used to happen on our, our job sites before <laughs> right. exactly. will look very differently. We, um, I don't know that we'll be staggering our lunches just by the, because of the nature of how we do our work. Right. Um, but we will ask that people are not are kind of separating themselves when they're eating. Exactly. They're, yeah. not, they're not congregating, you yes. might say. Yeah, yeah. It's not a... It's not a picnic. It's no, 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 no. Yeah. Definitely not. Yep. Now, as far as the workday goes for your crews that are building the home, what's tip, what's tip, typical work, work day like? So our typical work days are Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 8.30 to 3.30. Okay. Um, they come on site. They have a kind of a quick safety um, seminar on, you know, all the safety procedures that they need to take while they're there. Right. Um, they open the day with a prayer. They close the day with a prayer. And then, um, you know, once, once they have their safety workshop, once they have their prayer, they will be given a task to do for the day. Um, 
They are going to be supervised by, we'll have at least one site supervisor, if not two, on site at all times. Right. Um, the people who come out on July 8th will actually be raising the walls. They'll be building the walls and raising them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, well, cool. framing it, I should say. Yeah, wow. um, yeah so uh, it'll be pretty impactful to go from um, not having anybody there to them raising the walls within, I'd say, a day or two of them being there. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, that's so, got to be cool to see. It is. It is super cool. And then they'll also um, be working on the roof pretty quickly. Okay. Um, we have a we build our roofs on the ground, and then we have a crane that lifts them up, so that way we don't have to have people on ladders or mm -hmm. scaffolding um, building the roof. Um, that's how we've done the last two because they were so high. Right. But it has worked so well that we are. Well, that's a practice we'll do moving forward. Exactly. As my paper falls to the exactly. ground. Exactly. Yeah. So, nah, that's fine. So what what else we want to tell everybody about habitat? So our stores reopen. Yeah. Um, you know, when they come in, we ask that people social distance, right. that they are wearing a mask or a face covering. Um, we are limiting it to 10 people in the store okay. just because we, um, most of the people that are working in the store are volunteers. Right. And a large portion of our volunteer cadre is over the age of 65. Mm -hmm. So we have limited amounts of people working in the store right now. So to help maintain that and um, maintain some semblance of control in the store, we're keeping our number pretty low. Um, yeah, so we're open. Cool. Come and see us if you have a donation. So we haven't started, we typically do do donation pickups. We haven't mm -hmm. started that back up yet. I right. imagine it's going to be in the next couple weeks. Um, so they could call in the number that they would call. I did write this down. <laughs> it's 860-788-6483. Okay. So that number will um, put them through to the donation hotline, and okay. they could... Um, set up a, they could schedule an appointment for us to come out and pick, pick them up. I could tell you that after last week, the store is going to be in desperate need of donations. Right. So that's a great way to um, make a quick impact for, for us. Um, all their donations will go into the store. Um, all the funds from the store goes to help build more housing in Middlesex County. Now let's talk about donations for the store. Yes. What types of items are you looking for? So, oh my gosh, right now they're probably looking for a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, appliances, they're always looking for appliances. Um, so appliances yet less than 10 years old. Okay. Um, couches, wood furniture, um, desks. It appears that desks seem to be a very hot item right now. Okay. Air conditioners, building materials, um, when they call, the Deb, who is our store manager, runs the donation hotline. She'll walk oh, okay. them through all the things that, you know, if what they're calling for is an appropriate item that we can take. Now, obviously, does the donation, does it does it vary of, of what you guys carry every week? Oh, all the time. All the time. Because, you know, everything is like a one-off, right? Exactly. So, um, it's... So as I was walking through today, there were so many things that I didn't see when I left on Friday. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's all, like always different things. It's like a treasure hunt going in there. Exactly. That's why we actually have a lot of a lot of Stuff. our customers are people that come in 
a couple times a week to yeah. see what we have. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, if anyone, if you have any questions, if you think it would be something that we would take, I would say just give Deb a call and ask her. Um, right now, we need the donations because exactly. they had a great week last week. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously, if you want to go drop off your donation, you can, but you have to be very careful because of what's going on. Absolutely, yep. So if they want to come, um, we ask that you come in, see the tent, leave your donation. Um, if you need help, there is somebody outside that can you know, help you. We ask, then you would probably end up having to stay in your car. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, absolutely. Every, we're trying to be as contactless as possible. Yep. You know, so when we looked at how, what are the safest ways to open our store, we, you know, we considered a lot of different things. Um, probably our next step is going to be going towards uh, a register that will allow us to do more contactless transactions. Right. So, yeah. But things are, things are looking up. Well, then, that, no, that's, a, that's, de that's definitely a, that's definitely a good thing. So what, what else do we want, do we want to tell people about Habitat and the store? And so what else do we want to tell people? Um, I think that, you know, it's important for people to be aware of the need for housing. Mm -hmm. You know, not just, um, not just now, but always. Right. You know, I think that we're also looking at the possibility of many people, many Alice's who are going to have large amounts of rent debt due. Right. Um, you know, so in Habitat World, we talk a lot about ensuring that people are spending less than 30% of their monthly income on housing. Um, you know, and there's so many people that are not. I was reading an article today that um, was talking about how before the pandemic there was over 18 million Americans who were without safeties and affordable housing and what is that number going to look like when we you know as you said earlier come out to a new sense of normalcy exactly you know is that number going to be higher you know so I think that as we move away from the need for an emergency response for people to really take a look at how do we ensure the safety of our neighbors if if and when this was to happen again. And right. housing, I think, is a huge, um, you know, it's a, it, there, it, it makes a huge impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you have people who are in a crowded, say a crowded one bedroom, right. um, you know, how fast could, could a virus go through that house? Mm -hmm. And then how many exactly. people are they impacting? You know, so housing isn't necessarily just a, you know, a need for the people because people need safe housing. I think it's also for the community because, you know, it's a prescription to a lot of different things. So that's what I would say. Exactly. Yeah. Now let's talk, let's go back to, let's circle around and let's go back to the REIT store and where exactly it is. And let's mm -hmm. talk about some of the items that you guys have and maybe some of the donations you're looking for. Um, so the ReStore is located on 34 Shumpike Road in Cromwell. We are in a plaza. Um, we are behind the 99 restaurant and Kentucky Fried Chicken across the street from Stop and Shop. Okay. Um, so we're open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 4 is our new hours. 
Um, it's very safe and clean, and uh, the feedback we got last week was that our customers felt safe being there. Right. And in terms of donations that we need, I mean, I would say right now, um, wood furniture, so dressers, tables, desks, um, they won't, they take buffets if it comes with this, with a dining set, because that's not something that sells often anymore. No. Um, they don't take TV cabinets, but they'll take like a TV stand. Mm -hmm. Um, and then couches, couches seem to be a big seller last week. So, and they actually do have some sales going on right now. Oh, do we? Excellent. Yes, so they, um, our recolor paint, the five gallon buckets are 10% off. Um, there are some paint colors that, I think those were 10% off as well. Um, not all of them, just certain one gallon yep. um, paints. Um, our beds were on sale for $15. If you bought them with bed rails, they were $30 or $25, 25 or $30. Oh, cool. All of the miscellaneous dining chairs were $3 a piece. And the best one, well, uh -oh. the one I thought was the most, ex I mean, it's not really exciting, but we receive um, brand new lights, LED lighting. So we have loads and loads of lighting. And right now every light bulb is 50 cents brand new LED light bulbs. Excellent. And they range, so we have like candelabra light bulbs all the way to floodlights. Oh my goodness. So, and they're all 50 cents. Oh my God. Yeah. And obviously the inventory changes. Inventory changes all the time. Um, there is a Facebook page, Restore Cromwell yep. um, is the Facebook sure. page for the store. Um, they'll put things up there occasionally. Um, however, because our inventory changes so quickly, sometimes it's hard to keep up with putting things online because you could get something in and then it sells right away. And if people want more, informa more information on Habitat, where should they go? They should go to habitatmiddlesex.org. Um, but, I, you know, I'm also going to send them mm. to Habitat. Uh, org, which is our national site. Sure. Right now, the content on the site is really phenomenal. They're talking a lot about the need for housing, um, why housing was so important during the pandemic, um, why housing is so important for um, racial equality. Okay. Um, so there's some great content there. Cool. Sarah yeah. from Habitat, thanks for some time, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. On behalf of Sarah Bird, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.